Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are locked on Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday to you out there, folks. Welcome to Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, Lake Lewis. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Lake Lewis. You can also follow me on RedskinsWire.usatoday.com and on SportsJourney.com. On Redskins Wire, we've been breaking down Pro Bowl caliber players for the Washington Redskins. And I made the argument earlier that if the season were to end today at the halfway mark, week eight for the Washington Redskins after they finished week eight, because now we're going into week nine, I said that the Washington Redskins have a lock to have three players that will be playing in Orlando because that's where the Pro Bowl is this year in January. Those three players to me are Trent Williams, Josh Norman, and Jordan Reed. And I don't know how any fan could argue that. There's no way any fan can argue me on the fact that those three guys have been dominant when they've played. We know that Trent Williams, unfortunate situation this week, he's been suspended for four games. So it'll be interesting to see if he will be allowed to go to Orlando if he does make the Pro Bowl, which he should. I'm not sure what the rules uh, you know, stipulate or you know, I don't want to speculate on it. I'm not sure if the league will allow him to play. But just from a sheer st- standpoint on the football field, there's no mistake in that Trent Williams should be in the Pro Bowl. He's a, fr- a four-time Pro Bowl player, so without question, he should be going to his fifth Pro Bowl because he's been one of the most dominant offensive linemen in all of football. He's just been getting after it, and he's the anchor for this Washington Redskins offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see how and how exactly the Redskins are going to be able to go without him. We talked about Ty Naseki stepping in for him at left tackle, but that's not what we're talking about on today's show. We're talking about Pro Bowl caliber players. The second guy, Jordan Reed. No question about it. Jordan Reed, in my opinion, could be the best tight end in all of football. We already know about Rob Gronkowski in New England. We know how great he is. We know about that system. We also know that he happens to be playing with the GOAT. That does not hurt his cause at all when you're playing with Tom Brady, when you're playing with Julian Edelman around you. New England has a system. It works. Josh McDaniel, their offensive coordinator, keeps those guys moving. And then, of course, the mastermind, Bill Belichick, keeps them rolling as well. But if you look at Jordan Reed and what this guy's done, Jordan Reed right now, folks, is number one in the NFL as far as tight ends with 42 receptions. He's 11th in the NFL in total receptions. Okay? So... At 42 receptions, number one for tight ends, 11 overall in the NFL, those are receiver numbers. The irony is Jordan Reed's done this and hasn't played in two games. 
He's only done this in six games. So can you imagine if Jordan Reed has a full body of work, if he has two more games under his belt? Jordan Reed could be leading the NFL in receptions. I think that lead right now is, uh, I want to say, Larry Fitzgerald from Arizona with 59. So Jordan Reed, 17 off that pace. You're telling me that Jordan Reed couldn't make eight or nine catches in two back-to-back games and be right on that pace? Of course he could. He's fourth in tight ends as far as total yards at 415. So if you look at what he's done, he's been sheer dominant when he's been on the field. We know about the history of the concussions with Jordan Reed, and that's something that may hopefully you know, not slow him down this year or even his career for that matter because when he's healthy, he's unguardable. He does not play like a tight end. He plays like a big wide receiver, and he's giving guys fits underneath. There's not a linebacker in the NFL that can cover him, and teams are starting to bring safety help you know, come down on him to kind of chip him away at the line, and they still can't do that. The guy's unguardable. The third guy that I said is a lock to make the Pro Bowl for the Washington Redskins is Josh Norman, the Josh Norman. And that's right, the guy that came in from Carolina, a lot of people – Wondered if he was going to be a system player. Was it Carolina's front seven that made Josh Norman look better than what he was? I think he's answered that a resounding no. It's his game. It's his work ethic. And I remember going back to training camp and just seeing where this guy was as a football player. And I was in awe of the fact that after every practice, and we're talking about 100-plus degree heat in Richmond, Virginia, this guy after every practice was still putting in work afterwards, you know, uh, getting in on the uh, pass machine, getting in doing footwork drills. He was out there putting the work in, and it's showing early in this season. You know, at the halfway mark, this guy's been perhaps the best cornerback in all of football. He's played that well. And I don't think anyone out there, whether you like him, like him or, you know, like his antics or whatever you want to call it, I think he's a true professional, and I think he's a great locker room guy for this Washington Redskins young football team. He's leading by example, and his play should have him playing in Orlando. There are a couple of other guys out there that I think have a chance, if given the right opportunity to increase their numbers as the season progresses. I think there are five other Redskins that I think really have a good shot to have their name called. Maybe not as starters, but maybe as alternates. You know, some guys... Uh, don't go to the game because of injury. Some guys, you know, are playing in the Super Bowl. And if you're playing in the Super Bowl, then you don't play now in the Pro Bowl. So there's there's five other guys that I think have a legitimate chance if they can continue the production and the flight that they've been going on as the season progress. Number one, how could I not start with Kirk Cousins? The quarterback of the Redskins, the last two games looks to me like the Kirk Cousins that we saw last year. This guy's starting to fill himself a little bit, and I don't mean in a negative way. He's starting to get the fill down for what he was doing last year. He looks comfortable in the pocket. He's starting to throw the ball with more efficiency, and the results are there. It's no mistake that Kirk Cousins is starting to play good football, and the Redskins are going to need all of that, all of Kirk Cousins has to offer in the second half of the season, considering the teams that are coming up on their schedule. Their schedule's brutal coming up. I mean, when you look at playoff teams, the Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, the Carol, uh, Carolina Panthers, uh, you've got a, a plethora of teams that are there. And then you look at the teams from their own division that last year were atrocious, not this year. All three teams in the, in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, and Philadelphia Eagles, all have playoff aspirations, if not more. So the Redskins have their work cut out for them. And the weakest team left on their schedule, the Chicago Bears, 
they just beat the Minnesota Vikings, who were a, a media darling as far as, you know, the hot team in the NFL. They've lost two in a row to Chicago and Philadelphia. So now you're not so sold that it's going to be an automatic win in Chicago at Soldier Field when the Redskins travel there in December. So things are going to get really interesting right now. And Kirk Cousins, for my money, is playing some of the best football of his career. Yes, I'm saying that. He's starting to look like that old Kirk Cousins. On the year, he's second in the NFL in total yards passing. 2,454 yards. That's getting it done, folks. Some people are going to say, ah, they were trailing in some games. The Redskins have only been blown out in one game all year where they actually didn't show up. Every game outside of that, they probably should have won if they didn't. They should have beat the Dallas Cowboys in week two. We know that. They should have beat the Detroit Lions two weeks ago in week seven. And they should have won clearly last weekend in London in week eight and overtime tie to the Cincinnati Bengals 27-27. So that's three more wins the Redskins could have on their schedule should had they closed teams out. I talked about that on Redskins Wire as well. Kirk Cousins is playing good football. He's number one in completions in the NFL, 215, 11 in touchdowns with 12, seventh in completion percentage of 67%. So he's starting to get it done. You can't debate what Kirk Cousins is doing for the Washington Redskins right now. Another guy that I think has put his name in heavy consideration is a young player by the name of Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, to me, right now is the Redskins' best wide receiver. He's getting it done. He's 16th in the NFL with 40 receptions, and if you break that down as far as the NFC would be concerned, he's 7th. So he's putting his name in the mix for possible Pro Bowl consideration. 498 reception yards on the year, four touchdowns. He also broke an 85-yarder against the Baltimore Ravens kickoff return that, that really kind of galvanized the Redskins at that point and got them going in that game, which they, which they ultimately won. So Jamison Crowder, you know, second-year player from Duke, really putting his name as far as one of the, the league's better slot receivers and perhaps the Redskins' best receiver. And a lot of people don't know this about the shifty guy. This guy is the ACC's all-time leading receiver. I mean, people don't understand that, yeah, they say he played at Duke, but I've always said this. If you're playing at Duke and you're, and, and teams that you're playing know that they're going to double-team you and this guy still somehow is the ACC's all-time leading receiver, that means that guy's unguardable, and he's showing that for the burgundy and gold right now. Another guy that I think is under consideration. This will be the third guy that I think is not a lock, obviously, but this is another player, kicker Dustin Hopkins. Yes, a lot of you are going to say, ah, Dustin Hopkins, he missed that field goal last week. We could have won the game. Don't say that, fans. Listen, this guy's been lights out for the Redskins. Uh, up until last week, I would have said he was their MVP. Now I'm starting to look at maybe Jordan Reed, Jameson Crowder. He's been that good, Dustin Hopkins. He's number one in field goal attempts in the league with 22. He's tied for number one with field goals made at 18, and he's hitting at 81%. So, I mean, folks, what more do you want at a guy? Yeah, one missed field goal. It was a bad miss. Didn't look like he had it all there. But at the end of the day, this guy's been one of the bright finds for Scott McLuhan and the Washington Redskins and really kept their season afloat early when they could not punch the ball in in the red zone. So you can't get mad at him. The two other guys that I think without question, more than likely, I think they're, they're going to make it, but they're going to be on the fence. I think Ryan Kerrigan is one of those guys. I think Ryan Kerrigan probably will make the Pro Bowl, maybe be the fourth Redskin, but at the same time, he's on the fence. He's having a pretty productive year as well. 
Ryan Kerrigan, 10 tackles for loss on the season. And if you go back to, you know, his best two seasons with the Redskins, as far as tackles for loss, he had 15 on the year twice back in 2013, 2014. He's at 10 right now, so he should eclipse that mark and, and really help his case. He's also tied for fifth in the NFL with seven sacks. So Ryan Kerrigan's right there. Little side note. It's amazing that, no, and I don't think this guy's going to make the Pro Bowl, maybe not even get consideration, but Trent Murphy has six sacks on the year. And I just have to bring that up because Trent Murphy's right there with Ryan Kerrigan. But we all know publicity and things of that nature. Ryan Kerrigan's a one-time Pro Bowler before, so he should probably get the nod over Trent Murphy. And then finally, the other guy that I think has to get really good consideration to make the Pro Bowl for the first time in his career a guy that's very quiet. Most of you probably have no clue who I'm even going to mention. But then when I mention it, I guarantee you, you're going to be like, ah, oh, I understand what Lake is saying here. That's why you're listening to us here on Locked on Redskins, the true source for Redskins information for you guys out there. The fifth Redskin that has to be, you know, that should get considerable, uh, you know, a look, in other words, to me is Brandon Sheriff. Guard Brandon Sheriff for the Redskins has been lights out since he's become a Redskin because he's a quiet guy by nature. You know, you, you don't see a lot of antics. He doesn't talk a lot. He just goes out and mauls guys. And if you ask any defensive coordinator or any defensive line coach, and I have a good friend who's won, he said Brandon Sheriff jumps out on tape. He said, you see Trent Williams first, and then you see Brandon Sheriff. And he said, and it's not even funny how good this guy is and how good he's going to become. Is it early for him to make the Pro Bowl? Maybe in his second year, but I think he's definitely getting the attention of a lot of people out there. And at 6'5", 323 pounds, the guy from Iowa was getting it done. I think he has a legitimate shot. So once again, if all these players continue their productivity, maybe the Redskins possibly squeeze four or five guys in the Pro Bowl. Naturally, wins and losses are going to have a lot to say about that. If this team can somehow rattle off nine wins and, and maybe get in as a wild card, or who's to say they just go on a tremendous run and win the division, which kind of looks hard for them to do right now. But if that were the case, you'll have more guys get Pro Bowl consideration. So how many Redskins do you think should get consideration as far as right now if the season ended today? Would you say three, four, five, six? How many would you say? As always, you can go to my Twitter at Lake Lewis. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know you heard this podcast too, by the way. We want to start pushing this out there a little bit more via social media. Remember, this is your podcast. It's for the fans out there. I appreciate all the support I've gotten from a lot of you. So let me know what you think about it. It's just a, a 12 to 15 minute podcast for everyone out there. As always, folks, check me out on RedskinsWire.USAToday.com and on Sports Journey. And again, you can always go to SeatGeek, which sponsors this show. Download the app at SeatGeek, and you can get some of the best tickets to go to the games. That's right, folks. Go to SeatGeek. It's one of the best places to get tickets. And if you use the promo code LOWREDSKINS, you'll get a $20 rebate on that. As always, folks, I appreciate you listening. I'll check you out tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. 
catalyst. 